Hey, everybody, welcome to the Daily Objective. And we've got quite a topic to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about who should get the vaccine first. And uh, there's a lot to say about this and why we think the way we do about this topic and its wider implications. First, I want to mention uh, in about an hour from now, I believe, and uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, Master uh, Emperor behind the scenes, but we've got a, a debate coming up on this very channel, the Ayn Rand Center UK or a debate, as the Greeks would pronounce it, between our very own Nikos Sotirakopoulos and James Valiant. They're going to be debating, was Ayn Rand wrong about Native Americans? And that's a, you know, I, I don't think Rand wrote any, any major works on the topic, but she made some remarks in passing that made her seem like, let's say, more of a Cowboys fan. And uh, moderating this debate will be Gloria Alvarez, who is... Uh, I'm going to guess from a country where like the treatment of natives is an ongoing issue. So I can't think of a better moderator to ask the tough questions than a property capitalist hawk who is also from, you know, the part of the continent where Columbus is said to have first arrived. Um, but back to the topic we have here today. Also, remember, we have a super chat. Come on, hook us up. But also, let's talk about the topic of the vaccine. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say whoever invested, invented, and purchased, or any of the above, the vaccine is the one who should decide who gets it next. In other words, should be trading voluntarily or giving it to whoever they think. But of course, the government, I'm going to go ahead and say, probably got inserted themselves, various governments inserted themselves during various stages of this process. And um, obviously, uh, we're sadly not probably we're probably not going to see businessmen who have a rightful claim to this vaccine put their foot down and say step away from this vaccine or none of you get it you know obviously they're not going to say that or not even this is mine by moral right we're probably not going to see them say that because altruism speaks altruism is still in the culture and if I, and if i were to tell you i believe that someone like jeff bezos should have the right to purchase this vaccine make it a an amazon exclusive that would not only be his moral right, but also it would get the vaccine to as many people as possible, as fast as possible. People would say, oh, my God, that's so selfish. Is all anyone cares about? All you care about is money? Well, money was required to develop this vaccine. Uh, Long-term planning and trade and individuals using their rational faculty was required to develop this vaccine. And I would say the government's job, the government's um, function in this process is over now that there is a vaccine. I mean, arguably, they, they had a role to play in stopping the spread of this virus. I mean, that's a topic for another episode. But certainly now that there is a vaccine, the only role of government from now on is to enforce contracts agreed to and entered into by private citizens. Those are my thoughts now let's uh, bring on our co-host. This is a guy who, when they make the COVID-19 movie, he might actually get to play the villain, the, the trillionaire who purchases the vaccine just so he could keep it in a treasure chest to use as a footrest while he uses Native Americans as target practice. Looking forward to oh, that Lord. family movie. Please welcome Mark Pellegrino. What's up? I mean, where do I go from there? I mean, that was uh, that was a great uh, that was a great lead in. Um, it even stole a lot of my thunder. I, I don't think that uh, uh, the government should be distributing anything, um, let alone a vaccine. And I think the people who who 
who decide who gets the vaccine are those who want it. And that's what the market establishes for us. Every individual can decide within their own context uh, whether, whether the vaccine is worth it or not, whether it's worth the cost or not. Um, and, and they can choose to take it or not. Uh, I mean, there's people that have an issue with that lack of uniformity and think it's not a very communal way of looking um, at the world. <laughs> but um, uh, they're, they're, the facts are that uh, the, the, the government lockdowns have been a sort of uniform approach to every life. They've decontextualized every life. And we've seen the results of that. It's been massive, massive economic, uh, social, ethical destruction um, and, and uh, destruction to health on various uh, levels because uniform, uniform rules, uh, particularly arbitrary rules, uh, do, do not apply to everyone. And so you should be allowed to, to uh, inc incorporate your own context in every decision you make. That's what autonomy is, and that's what the market satisfies. And so, as you say, the market, the companies, and the people who want it should be the ones who get it. That's right. And by the way, we've got Mary Aline in the chat room saying that the company whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce or Pfizer, I guess it is pronounced. They developed it without yep. government aid. But I mean, come on, they drove on the roads, <laughs> you know, their their mothers breastfed them. Right. Like people <laughs> contributed to the process. Obviously, people are going to say no man is an island. Um, you know, you society gave you the opportunity to develop this vaccine and you're going to make plenty of money. You'll get your little petty dollars and cents. All you hungry businessmen, all you care about, you'll get your money. But we're going to do this as a team. People will say we're going to do this as a village. So somebody might hear what you said there, Mark, and say, yeah, I agree. Let the market decide. We are a division of labor trading society. We're not, you know, we're not a dictatorship and we're not a you know, we're not living like, I hate to say it, the natives, you know, a long time ago. But, um, <laughs> but still, you know, the big, big business, they need to be sort of uh, incentivized and or reprimanded a little bit. They need to sort of be uh, recommended a certain course of action so that everyone gets taken care of. You know, we, gotta ha we can have basically capitalism, but perfect, unadulterated capitalism. What you're describing is anarchy. How would you respond to that? I would say that I would say that the the collective collectivist mentality actually creates an island. It's a one big massive island um, that everybody has to sacrifice to. And the autonomous point of view, the point of view that every person uh, can reason from their own context and choose values that uh, work for them, uh, is is also is is the not island point of view. It's it's that we are all uh, we are all interconnected and. And uh, and our 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 pursuit of our own rights and values doesn't harm anybody else. It doesn't prevent anybody else from getting a resource. That's the one. That's that's the point of view that that opens us up to a, a to an integrated universe of of human beings, each pursuing their own lives. So um, yeah, I, I find it paradoxical that they consider the autonomous point of view to be an island. <laughs> as if you don't interact or relate to other people when you pursue your own values. Right. As if and your profit doesn't profit, you know, other people around you. 
Yeah, they uh, they do a lot of package dealing, which is a fallacy that objectivism often brings up. They kind of they take the fact that people trade with each other and they sort of blend that in with like this sort sort of a uh, original, you know, birth birth obligation, like not a birthright, but a birth debt, I guess, that you owe something to your commu- so-called community. Um, and altruism is the sort of implicit moral code in the culture until it's identified and explicitly challenged. It's going to be sort of what guides us. And um, it, it, what's remarkable to me is seeing politicians like uh, the prime minister of Israel um, getting the vaccine injected into him. I think Bernie Sanders is another one. And if, they're po- if the point they're making is, hey, I'm going to take this risk first because we don't really know what's in this vaccine. That sort of comes off like, OK, sort of trying to play the public servant, but more more likely, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to get this first because I'm in charge and we need me more than anyone else. So we are the ultimate essential workers. It seems to be the message that these politicians uh, have or that people project onto them. Yes, these are they these are our leaders. They need to get the vaccine first. If I was a prime minister or a president or a senator, I would be embarrassed to be seen getting this uh, tax tax subsidized injection before anyone else has access to purchasing it. That, that would be an element, an item of embarrassment. And it should not be a photo op. Um, it's, Alter- because it's, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like getting on the lifeboat first as the captain of the ship, you getting on the lifeboat first before securing the passenger's safety. I mean, that's what it really is. Absolutely. Sorry. Sorry I interrupted no, no. Your no, I don't even remember what, I, I mean, I don't even know if I had anything important to say. I, I like, I'm thinking now about that lifeboat analogy and the, the, the sinking ship and all of that. Um, so aren't they always put aren't they always putting us in lifeboat analogies? Isn't, isn't lifeboat ethics sort of their, their de facto way of, of, of pinning us in these untenable moral binds. And here they are getting on the lifeboats before anybody else. Uh, this is one more reason to pick up your pitchfork, light your torch and storm the best deal, my friends. Yes. And uh, when we need these scientists, uh, we're, we can't wait for them to do their job. And of course, the scientists need to eat. They are funded by the people employing them, the, the, the evil capitalist bankers and entrepreneurs that are investing their own treasure into developing this vaccine. Everyone's saying, please, please develop this as quickly as possible. And then as soon as the vaccine is there, now these people who we need most, they are the first to be thrown into the cannibalistic pot of soup. We're like, oh, now, now you, owe, you owe us something the most. Like you owe us more than anyone owes us because we need you the most. That is sort of what people are implicitly saying. Of course, once it's spelled out that way, uh, very few people want to stick with it. But that is what altruism does. It ultimately makes the most capable and the most uh, hardworking and those with the most integrity. It makes those people the target of wrath the target of you know they are made the sacrificial animal and those who have the least capability and the least means and either um either the worst luck or just the worst work ethic one or the other those who have the least are entitled to the most and it turns all of society into a lobby system into a lifeboat or a can or a game of cannibal tag you know who who's it who gets thrown in uh, so that's why when we go to philosophy class, basically the, the opening question of ethics is what do you do when you're on a lifeboat? Or when we're talking about, you know, who gets this vaccine first? Well, who needs it most? 
So it becomes a lobby system. Once the government is in, inserting themselves into this process of distribution, and it's not up to uh, voluntary traders anymore, but it is up to the government, the arbiters, to decide who gets the vaccine, now somebody's going to get shafted. Somebody is going to die unnecessarily so that someone else can get this vaccine undeservedly before them. Um, and that turns it into a lobby system. Now it's a system of pull. It's a system of who you know. It's, oh, I need this vaccine. Who do you know? Do you know anyone in the government? Oh, okay, good. We got a, a family friend who, who's in the government. They owe me a favor. I'll get this vaccine first. It turns into a game of that. That's what happens when we reject the system of money. We get a system of pull. That's right. That's right. I have no argument with that. Um, I just wish more people could see, could see it. It's it's the writing on the wall. It's it's uh, it's uh, in big big red letters for anybody who wants to read it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is on the wall, but unfortunately, the wall has been uh, smeared by the people who say you, the individual, can't really see. All you really see is shadows on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm going with this? It starts mm -hmm. with the shadows on the wall. Oh, all you really see is shadows. But me, the leader, uh, the philosopher king. I can see the light beyond the cave. I've been out there and I know how this is going to work best. So uh, to not only hand me over your political power, not uh, that is your autonomy, not only hand me over your autonomy, but your judgment, the, the faculty of reason that you need to survive doesn't really work that well. You know, it's kind of an outdated technology is how these philosopher kings might put it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's obsolete. It's like a, it's like a phone, a, tele, a cell phone from the 80s. You know, you don't, you don't want that. We got something way better than that. We'll think for you. And that also means morally we tell you what to do. And if we tell you you'll get this vaccine much later uh, because, you know, we're, we're going to be distributing it by our own judgment, then that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, the, the battle ultimately is philosophical both with ethics, as I've emphasized, with altruism versus egoism, but also epistemologically, to use uh, a fancy word, di differentiating between a philosophy that says all you see are shadows on the wall versus a philosophy that says you, the individual, decide, quote unquote, decide what's true. That is, you assess what's true. You use your observational faculty and your reasoning mind to decide what you agree with and what you know figure out what 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 it is. So um, that ultimately is where the battle is. And people, they downplay it. They say, oh, no, that's just philosophy. That has no consequences in reality. Look at the world. We've got the vaccine. We've got the freaking vaccine. And uh, we got, you know, the government deciding who gets it first. That do, that does not that sounds very consequential to me. You know, you know what I'm do you know what I'm saying? It is very consequential. So let's let's say, what is the antidote to this? We we know that irrational philosophy is the antidote to the to the few, what fuels what fuels this insanity. But what would a perfect uh, system look like with respect to the distribution, uh, the, the development and distribution of a virus, of uh, antiviral or a vaccine like this? Well, with respect to the distribution and development, I think the the private interests definitely. Seem to have brought about this vaccine. They seem to have done so using reason, using um, private capital, and now the distribution should be uh, following the same principle. The individual, the individuals who rightfully have a claim to this product, should be sharing it with whoever they choose. And 
most likely it'll be whoever offers them money, the most money, but also it might be whoever they think needs it first. They might say, Hey, we're selling this first to the elderly because we love that. Like we, we want to save them as many of them as possible, or they might make a different choice or it might be owned by various people who make different decisions. I think the best economic outcome would be if they sell it to the highest bidder who then distributes it most efficiently and uh, people, they don't understand this. Like I remember when the pandemic first happened, when everyone was buying toilet paper and, and, uh, and people were like glad there's no price gouging. If you said to them, well, there should be price gouging. That is supermarkets should charge or companies should charge as much as they want to for this and let the market decide, dictate the price of this toilet paper. They would have said, oh no, then the rich would buy it all. Well, if the rich buy it all, now the toilet paper company has a lot of cash to put into product, producing a lot more toilet paper. You see how it works? Pre um, pre precisely precisely why when the prices weren't allowed to rise, there were shortages all over the place. What I find, what I find, what I find really interesting and ironic about this whole affair is that, is that people aren't necessarily walking away from the, from the travesty of the last six months saying, government really sucks and it should be out of our lives. You have people in government saying, you know it's responsible for the, this vaccine getting put out as quickly as, as it is, is Operation Warp Speed. In other words, they're trying to claim the government is responsible by removing itself from almost the entire process, by removing government obstacles to private enterprise. They have allowed a process to go through in its normal time. And they're taking credit. <laughs> the government is taking credit as if it wasn't a negation of government that created this extraordinary invention in such a, a quick time. I hope that people take away from this that the last place the government should be in is the, in the development of medicine, in, in, in the distribution of medicine, medical supplies, medical care, medical insurance. They, there is no way in which concentrated concentrated power in, in that respect can can overcome or be flexible enough to overcome any obstacle that, that comes its way. So Operation Warp Speed was a negation of government. Think of it as in those terms, and you'll start to be on the right track when you, you'll start to understand that you don't need force in the market. You need, what you need is a need to be satisfied and a price, and, and it will take care of itself. Does that Absolutely. mean the market's perfect? Uh, well, I don't. I, I don't define perfect in 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 terms that don't make any sense. So, um, for me, yes, it is. It is perfect as as far as the world goes. It's as perfect as can be. Um, yes. And uh, I would offer the following to our viewers: um, Think about you know maybe maybe some people are still struggling this. Like, yeah, but do you really want to treat this vaccine like a business decision? Do you really want businessmen? being involved in this and this this spills over into the medical industry as well. It's very difficult to get people to privatize mm. the medical industry because really you want private interests, selfishness to dictate who gets treatment. I will offer people the following. Think about the way that this pandemic interfered with your plans, interfered with your goals, how your um, hopes and dreams were oftentimes crushed or severely retarded because of the lockdowns or various other um, problems that this pandemic brought about. So think about those values. Think about those things that you want out of life. Think about your life as, as this conceptual whole that you're looking to plan for. And I would offer you that that is your moral purpose to 
that to live that life and to plan it and to live the best life that you can. So that what I'm describing does not work with government controls of private property. It requires the individual to be free, even when the individual forms a corporation, even when the individual is extremely talented and capable and develops a vaccine. These principles cannot be abandoned when it seems inconvenient. These principles need to be followed and upheld. And that is uh, how you, the individual, can live the best life you can, also have legal protection and the system that allows you to do so. And at a societal level, we will see uh, wealth, abundance, prosperity, and a high standard of living as far hey, as- Hey, wait, I want to I piggyback on your concept of businessmen. One of the things that Rand was able to note, I think more astutely than any other thinker out there in the 20th century, was that the one class of, of human beings that exists only in a free state is a businessman. And the businessman who everybody wants to shit on and, and claim uh, don't, don't matter, uh, they are the middleman between the scientific invention and the market. And they figure out how to bring that scientific invention to market and make it accessible. And when you think about, we had cell phone technology from the 30s, but it was government that impeded progress with it until it got into the hands of the businessmen and the entrepreneurs who were able to make it accessible. The internet may have been a military invention. It may have been invented by the government, but it wasn't made accessible except by businessmen. And you can, you can go down... And any value that uh, statists claim the government invents, it, it, it barely does, first of all, and it can't, it, it's incapable of figuring out ways of distributing it uh, in a way that makes it accessible to everybody else. And that's what the businessman does. The businessman is your conduit to science. Hold on to that businessman because he's, he's making science possible for you. Absolutely. Or at least protect his rights, just like as you would for yourself. Again, think about when you make plans and then someone tries to interfere and, you know, they try to tell you, no, here's how to do it right. You go, OK, thanks for your advice, but I'll take it from here. I know what I'm doing. I know how to do my job. I mean, who has not been in that situation at one time or another? It works that way at all levels of skill and it only gets it only gets more crucial the higher up you get. So big business needs to be free even more than you, the individual running a mom and pop shop. Like the, uh, the higher the stakes, the more liberty is needed. You know, people that when they argue against capitalism, they say, okay, maybe capitalism works, you know, in a small village trade and all that. But, you know, once we got a highly industrial society, I mean, we can't have perfect capitalism. I would say it's property rights are even more crucial the more complex the system it's the gets. opposite yeah you have you have less you have let there's so many more elements there's so many so much complexity there's so much context there that you can't as one mind or even a board of people with 10 minds can't possibly understand the nature of all those individual contexts but the individuals themselves can so you you with your concentrated knowledge your knowledge is the smartest man in the world has has a teeny tiny fraction of the combined knowledge of the millions of people in, that make up a nation state. So um, you're right. You need to be more free uh, the, the wider the context. You need to take your hands off the pedal, hands off the wheel even more. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've given the audience a lot to think about today. Thank you, Sam Steers in the super chat. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. And of course, Mary Aline, man, she's, uh, you know, there is such a thing as being overly generous, but 
I don't know if she's there yet, but she's certainly uh, not only is she getting a hallway named after her at the Ayn Rand Center UK, but we're looking at naming an entire hall, hall, not just a hallway, but like a hall itself where like we have concerts and, you know, <laughs> symphonies and all of that. Eventually, we're going to have to literally just put her name on the building itself, which is uh, going to be a very difficult thing for me to do personally. Uh, I'm hoping uh, I can stand on the shoulders of the Greek co-host. Speaking of the Greek uh, he's going to be debating James Valiant on the topic of was Ayn Rand wrong about Native Americans? That is coming up at the bottom of this hour, unless I'm incorrect. I which side? I which side is he taking? Is there? Do we know? Uh, he is on the uh, like he dis he's on the side that disagrees with Rand on okay. this. I think that's the side he's taking. Uh, and James Valiant will be agreeing with Ayn Rand's position. And it's going to be mm. moderated by uh, Gloria Alvarez. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great, great debate. I'm looking forward to watching it. Hope you all make it. And remember, we've got a super chat. So if you want to uh, help those types of debates take place more often, well, you know uh, where to send your money. And we thank you in advance. See you soon. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Rosie Lord Emperor, behind the scenes. And thank you all for watching. This has been The Daily Objective. Goodbye.